Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Badger Football Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm your host Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger Legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Maddie, how are we feeling this evening? Man, we're feeling good. We got somebody super special. I think a crowd pleaser, a cult following of Barry is the Don. One of my favorite people in the world. Barry, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. And, and something in common that we have is I'm also uh, one of my favorite people in the world. So we have that right on top. And I don't want to make either one of you uncomfortable. Actually, I do. Um, I'm going to keep my face in this position all night long because I have that power. So I'm just going to kind of keep my keep my face situated just like this for the entire interview. And I hope that's going to work for it. I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, the chin up, it, it, it's a good pose for you. Yeah, I mean, the, the good thing is I don't have a bad pose. <laughs> but I mean, if we're going to if we're going to rank them, this, this is a pretty, pretty damn good one. And in my in my revisionist history, we, we won that game. So in your revisionist history, won that's the one that matters. <laughs> it, it, you have your own personal record book then. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I've won nine Rose Bowls. So in your own personal record book, then who is the, uh, who is the Badgers all-time leading passer? We all know it's Ron Dane and rushing, but who's the actual, who's the Badgers all-time leading passer? Daryl Bevel by about 16,000 yards. Works for me. Works for me. Dude, this is going to be impossible to not laugh out loud. Like the whole entire time. Laugh. It's just, I don't don't, don't understand. (laughs) You're stuck in that post. So I'm laughing on the inside. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website await you when you head on over to betonline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. What do I call you, Your Highness? Like, what do I call Coach? The Don? Uh, what, what do I call you? Just call. Just call me what you called me in the locker room. Not behind my back. All right, so Coach, question for you. What was the transition like coming to Wisconsin? Why Wisconsin for you? Well, you know, I, you know, you, have you ever seen that movie? Uh, well, I, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to get into that, but so basically I'm a coach at Notre Dame. I'm a, I'm a defensive coordinator, as you well knew. And I went into Holtz's office and I said, Hey, look, Richter just offered me the Wisconsin head coaching job. Can I have the head coaching job at Notre Dame right now? Because if I don't, if I don't get it, I'm going to go to Wisconsin. And that was really the conversation. And and Holtz, you know, he just sort of he looked at me and just started laughing. And he asked me who I was, which I thought was very interesting. And I reminded him that I just won a national title for him as the best defensive coordinator in football. Uh, but uh, you know, we he, he patted me on the back and and called me Jerry and uh, you know 
I was on the plane pretty, pretty soon after that to Madison. What was it like when you consumed your first brat? It's a very personal question. Yes, it was. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't say we were going to mince words here. I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm from I'm from Pennsylvania, as you know, and and we don't have bratwurst there like y'all have them in, in Madison, Wisconsin. So I just said, "What's that big gray hot dog?" It was a very very strange thing, and they said, "You know, boil it in beer, have a couple beers, but when, when you're doing it, and it's going to taste the greatest taste you've ever had." And I I was skeptical. And I went for it and I never went back. And I once actually entered a bratwurst eating contest. Uh, Brett Bielema was in it with me, which is amazing. This was one of those charity things uh, back in uh, 2009. This is after I retired as coach. And, uh, and Kobayashi was also a young up and comer from Japan at the time before Joey Chestnut got involved in the game. Uh, and 166 brats in 13 minutes. I won. That was it. That's not bad. I'm assuming, though, that uh, that Bielema, considering the fact that he is part hog, uh, he, he probably had over 200. No, no, Bielema lost. But the problem was Bielema had, Bielema had just just come from an all-you-can-eat buffet. So it was, it was I, you got to pace yourself. Tortoise and hare. Remember the, the parable? Well, I was the dog. And I was I was the tortoise, and, and Bielema was was you know slapping down old country buffet for six hours, and then came in and was didn't have it. Didn't have the steam. So coach, when you, when you, so you get to campus, you're like, wow, the football here is pretty, it's, it's not, it's not going so well. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. You can say it was the worst thing. It was the ugliest thing in America. I mean, it was, it was like little kids had to be, couldn't even see it. They covered their eyes and it was unbelievable. But then that's okay. Cause I, you know, I was a young kid in New York, so I didn't even know what was happening in the Midwest at the time, but you take it over. And in that, you have this one press conference. What's it like? Like, what is your confidence level, even in that press conference, before you have even started any games? It was, as you might have gathered, uh, it was very high. Um, when I walk into a room, I don't wonder if I'm the most important person in that room. I mean, I, I, I start from there and go backwards. When I walked into that room uh, with Wisconsin, I was I was pretty sure that I was I was running the show. And were, no, no offense, I mean there were lovely people, Richter, great guy, a bunch of boosters, some other people I never learned the name of. But it was uh, I walked in there, and the one thing I regretted, you know, someone will say, "Do you ever regret saying you better get your season tickets now because pretty soon there's not going to be any left?" I I don't regret saying that. I I regret saying I'm going to win a Rose Bowl in. Uh, 1994 by 1994. I, I mean, I, I, really, I really wish I would have promised that exact thing and finished top number six in the country after the 93, 94 season. And I, I always regretted that. And I thought that they might see a little bit of weakness in me for not, for not banging that right away. But that was, uh, yeah, I was feeling pretty confident that day. And, uh, you know, to, to take a little bit, I went, I went, I'm not sure you've seen some of those, those football movies where the, co- the new coach goes into the room and he sees his, you know, it was a combination of 220-pound offensive tackles and 480-pound offensive tackles. It, it's not there's not a lot of those 300-pounders in the middle you want to see with the you know the beefy guys that we we have now. And I went in there and I said, "Does anyone here want to be on the Wisconsin Badger basketball uh, Wisconsin Badger football team?" And like at least 30 percent of them raised their hand, yes. So that was encouraging. And then that 70% left. And then that 30%, I just, I just worked and worked and, and ran them, you know, thousands of, of trips up and down Bascom. And, and it's just, 
we did the we did the Dawn's way, and that was just the first day, by the way. So, question: You, you mentioned Pat Richter. Can you take Pat Richter, Richter in a fight? Not today, I, but when you were hired. Now, yeah, I can take him now. Um, uh, it, you're talking about like in 1990 when I got. Yeah, there? of course. Like right when you got there. I mean, you guys are you guys are both pretty you know pretty established college football players back in your day. Richter's a big guy, though. Richter was a silver fox. You know, he might have had a few inches on me. Uh, but here's the thing. I mean, what, what I might not have in, in, in brawn, I mean, if we're just in, in muscle, you know, bulk and speed, quickness, agility, uh, tactics, strategy. You got the joke there, strategy. Um, look, I, I wouldn't want to kick Ricker's ass, but if, if the reality is we're in some, some, some fight, you know, some fight club thing, and you put Richter in front of me, I'm going to take Richter down. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. I mean, I just think this is the man who took baseball away from Wisconsin. And I, I would just, I would just get that in my mind and, and take care of business. No offense, Richter. I mean, you know, I love you, but let's go. And the money's on the dawn. You never wanted to bring baseball back. Well, I, I thought people knew this. I tried, I tried a couple of, of Kickstarters and GoFundMe's and the most I got up to is like six, $700. I think I'm kind of paying into a corner there. Bernie, I mean, I'm not sure what you want me to do here. Am I gonna am I gonna sell a wine island, write a check, and say baseball is back? Because you know what happens then? You have to add another sport, and it's not that we haven't had incredibly successful women's sports, but it would have required me to add another one, maybe fencing or or I don't even. What are the other sports? There's some other ones. Underwater basket weaving. That's what we take for school, but anyway, Mac and Bernie can get into that, but it's called, it's called global physical environments. Let's just say, let's just say it doesn't count. Global physical environment. You know that one? It's, it's, it's uh, a bunch of freshmen who don't want to take math and the football team. That's it's on, everyone gets a 98 or above. It's wonderful. I don't know who teaches that anymore, but that was just one of those great classes that I always made sure to tell kids to go, except for Jake. I didn't tell him to do that. Jake's, Jake's, Jake's in like, Jake's in like seventh year calculus now. My, here's my question. What professor on campus was the biggest pain in your ass? Um, the professor of the shoebox. Fair. You're young. You know, he knows what's up. I know all about the shoebox. The year after the shoebox. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, okay. Okay. That's good. I can still get you the hookup if you need it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of professors. Look, you know, I don't want to name names. I do want to name them, but I'm not going to name them. But there were some people who didn't have as strong a feeling about football as as other people and those nerds. I just, you know, took them down to a bar, did a drinking contest with them, and, and that was that. I took care of business. I reminded them who they worked for, and that would be me. Coach, when you when you came to Wisconsin, you said you put up a fence around the state, but was it also really important to go into Pennsylvania from where you're from, go into Jersey and get these dudes who became some of them Heisman Trophy winners? Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, establishing that, that East coast swing that we did in Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York with INLO and some of those are, I mean, it was, we really had it going good pretty early. I mean, that, that first class we built was, was pretty heavy in Wisconsin, but we, as you correctly say, we realized that we probably weren't going to win too many Rose Bowls, but no offense, just Wisconsin kids. I mean, they're wonderful kids. Love them. Um, but so we, yeah, we we got some some skill players and some speed and some bulk and some linebackers and I think you're exactly right. We, you know, you for example, um, and and you know we we put that footprint kind of that that you know Wisconsin to East Coast uh, thing and I, I think even to this day it remains there. I mean, you get Jonathan Taylor's and 
uh, Corey Clements. And it's just, it's, it's been really fruitful for us. And I think, you know, as a program that's routinely not going to go down and grab the 10 players they want on the floor every year, um, we needed something like that. And that's just another way of doing it. Another way of doing it differently that got us the success that we had and are good and are having. So Barry coach. Yeah. I have another question. Why are you so obsessed with Cadillacs? <laughs> you ever had a Cadillac? No. <laughs> All right, go drive, go, go do that, and then come talk to me. Look, man, I mean, I, you know, Mike Finley's driving a Cadillac on campus. You know, it's, what if the Don's doing it? It's something noteworthy? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're great. It's a great car. It's a great family car. You always know when Barry's around because the, the, the car was parked in a spot. The caddy was parked there. You're like, oh, man. It, you know, he drove a white a white caddy, a, um, like an SUV, and then he had some other car. And I was like, man, every time he drives the SUV, he's in a good mood. Oh, great. I don't know why that was. Especially when I park on the sidewalk. See, parking places is in quotations always with me because it's just kind of, you know, if I park there, it's a parking place, right? I mean, what, am I missing something? Oh, no, they're going to send me a ticket. What are they going to do, fire, the, fire me? It's going to be fine. Um, and then, of course, I got the chopper by, by 94, and that was always great. I'm not sure. have, you been, have you ever been up in my chopper? I have not been. Okay, that's before I got the G6s, but, it, it, you know, it's uh, – Wonderful. I mean, and I, I fly it since, since 2012, I fly it now myself because it, it's just, it's more of a lot like Airwolf. Um, but you know, I, well, I'll come, I'll give you a ride after the interview. I'll come down and find you. Did you have to get this? Did you have to get the chopper specially fitted when you uh, recruited Aaron Gibson? Yeah. Gibby didn't fit in the chopper. So we, <laughs> we, we just did, we did it the old fashioned way and uh, I got a flatbed. And it was, it was fine. I mean, and, and what a, what a, I mean, just a, a nice kid who grew into a fine man, uh, grew. <clears throat> and, uh, he was, you know, he, he, he offered to play two different positions at one time. He's like, can I do both tackle and, and guard? I said, no, it's just about stick with one rules. But, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not sure if I have an answer to your question. I just talk because everything I say is great. I listen, I, I believe you. I know, I know. It's th- you still, you've been, you, you know, you're one of my favorites. You are easily, and I mean this in all sincerity. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm getting a little misty-eyed here, Bernie. You're my favorite former player that's on this podcast right now, and it's not even close. And it's, it's just, I'm, I'm feeling warmth. I'm feeling the same warmth you're feeling. Uh, Perkins, you feeling warm? Oh, you're drinking beer. I, I'm, I'm always feeling warm, especially when I've got, when I've got Bernie around. I mean, well, what, what's not, to, what's there not feel good oh. about? No, he, he's a big teddy bear. He like gives you like this big old bear hug. And it's just like, you feel the warmth even through the zoom. That's wonderful. I'm feeling it too. Um, hey, hey, Perkins, you ever, you ever have sherry wine? Sherry wine? Sherry? Yeah, of course. What's your, what's your favorite kind? Well, you know what? I get, I have a wine. Uh, actually, it's not, I just bought another one. I have six wine islands. Three of them in the Caribbean. Three of them are off the coast of Spain. Five of them are currently producing uh, heavy grade sherry. It's like moonshine except sherry. So it isn't the stuff you're going to find in the, you know, Port of Bella or something. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not the usual Bristol cream sherry I have before dinner. Is that what you're trying oh, to tell me? I, Bristol cream. I don't. I don't know what that's all about. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you over a bottle and uh, do. a cask of, of that stuff. And you're gonna. Your night's never gonna be the same. You're gonna wake up somewhere in like the back of a, a barn, and you're not gonna. You're not. You're gonna have like, I don't know. 
hot pants on or something, you're not going to remember the last week of your life. Usually when great. I wake up in the back of a barn, it's because I had a couple too many spotted cows. Well, the spotted cow, yeah, spotted cow is a chaser for my sherry. Let's just say that. Spotted, that works for me. That works for me. Yeah, spotted cow is the spit bin, and my sherry is the, the, uh, the dead old drill. So I, I got a question for you, Coach. Uh, uh, rate Mrs. Bernstein's cooking on a scale from 1 to 10 during the in-home visit. Oh, uh, is 10 the best? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I feel like there's a story here. That I may not be remembering, but I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I, I'm gonna pick it over to to Bernie for this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pipe in with my recollections of this because the, the sherry's kind of swimming in my mind right now. But Bernie, you start, and I'll, I'll pipe in. Yeah, good times, yeah, coach. These are good times. You you came over with Coach Huber, and mm. we had the biggest Jewish spread you could have: lox, bagels, you know, onion, uh, tomatoes. And you and Coach Hubert didn't touch anything. Yeah, it's it's coming back to me now. Yeah, <laughs> we had just we, we, we had just dropped by a, a Burger King. Uh, we you just it's one of the times where you're on the road and you you just can't quite get to where you're going, so you stop maybe 10, 15 miles out of town. You're just starving, so I popped open a couple of whoppers, and then we got there. And by the time I got there, it it, it pained me that I wasn't more hungry because it, it looked absolutely delicious. And I think I told your mom that, uh, that I wanted to take a bunch of it in a, in a, uh, hefty, a black hefty bag to go like a big black hefty bag with the windows ties on the top. So I could make sure it's fresh when I ate it. Later. I do think the Burger King around my town might be one of the better ones. It's not oh, a Culver's. It's, it's not a Culver's. Yeah. This was, good, this, this was before Culver's. I mean, we were just right when Culver's was starting, sort of coming up, the new kid in the industry, and they didn't have any Culver's on that particular road. So um, we made do and had 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 the king back when the Burger King was it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, stand at the hospital for three weeks if you had one, like the one on uh, State and University that's still there. I don't know if it's even there anymore. We used to send walk-ons in there to do tests before that we would get our our train tables prepped. Not that we don't value the walk-ons, but we they would just volunteer. We'd send them there, maybe maybe a backup punter, a kicker, Sammy Bites understudy, and uh, they would they would go to that Burger King. And assuming they they weren't involved in any arrests or shootings or anything, we 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 would get it back and have some king. So there you go. Now you know. But anyway, yes, thank you, thank you again for that the hospitality of the Bernstein household. It was it was wonderful. What's your go-to order at Burger King? Right now, I don't eat. I haven't eaten Burger King in, in 16 years. That's I'm gone now. That's I don't. I, I I'm a, I'm a man of advancing age, and I I don't trust my artificial hip and artificial uh, intestines to just anything anymore. But I will have the Culver's though. Can't blame Bernie, you there. You have your mom's. I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I don't blame you there. I mean, who can resist a butter burger? Yeah, Some cheese yeah. curds. Cheese curds. Oh, cheese curds. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember I'd, I'd sent Bert down, uh, Bilama. Uh, this is probably, geez, 2003, 2004. He's coordinating my defense or whatever he's doing. And he would come in there and I would send him out for an order of, of cheese curds. And I'd say, I'd always order four times as much as I actually planned to eat. Because <laughs> I knew, I knew it would come back. There'd be a couple of sad orphans and some crumbs. And he would go, what? Like like Scooby Doo, it's bizarre. But bro, but anyway, I love I love I love Bill. We can talk about Bill, but sure. Now that you ask, who are some? Well, who are some of your favorite players? Let's start with the players. 
Well, you know, this is one that's it's always tough for me to say because you know you, you bleed in ability with how much you like the players, and and you know this is one that it's all not to take the, the fun the, the fun meter down from twenty six million to twenty five nine 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 nine, but Brett Moss is just one. I, I just and the reason is it's not that we he and I were you know going out you know golfing together or playing racquetball, but the kid brought in every single practice and every single game, and whatever anyone would be, you know, sloughing off a little bit or not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I, I, I'd point to that kid. You wouldn't want as much as that kid does. And, you know, some of the things, the way that shook out just broke my heart later, later in his career with some of the, it's just, it's one of the most, it's an unfulfilled prophecy of the highest order. And I, I thought that kid was going to be, well, it just took a turn to after school specialty, but I, I thought, I, I really thought he was going to turn into a, a, a really great NFL player. And just, it was really sad the way that worked out, but I, I just love what he brought to the locker room. Uh, former uh, punter Sam Vite. Just you know, people don't think I'm a big punter kicker guy, but that guy, he would watch practice and, and do watch actual practicing like no one else. I mean, just the way he would watch it and observe it and see people running and hitting and working on their skills in between, you know, punting, <laughs> punting the balls five times. I just love that. I love that stuff. Well, you know, Ron's Ron Dane, uh, one of my favorites. I, I just, just a good kid, and he's grown into a fine man. I uh, love seeing him at the games. Um, I feel like they're setting me up for naming every tight end that we've ever had, and I could do that. But there's one particular tight end I want to I want to talk about. Um, his name is Jake Ferguson. Any relation? He, well, you know, I, I, it's a story I wanted to break here. I wanted to wait to the right time to say this. Uh, Jake is my grandchild, no. my grandson. No. He, yes. And I, I, I've i tried to be as unbiased as I can about his uh, future all-pro NFL skills and his Heisman snubs and the fact that he should have had at least 25 touchdowns this year, but we didn't throw the ball more than 25 times the whole season, so he's not going to get that. But uh, J- Jake is just a he, – he's such a kid. And you know what? He could have played basketball for Wisconsin, too. I'm not sure if you remember him at Madison Memorial. He was a massive Memorial Spartan and uh, just, he could have, he could have written his, he could have, he could have played a Duke if he wanted to, but he wanted to play football at Wisconsin. And yes, now, you know, he's my grandson and uh, just, he does everything the right way. He, he it's just, uh, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you know, right. I mean, he's one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Where were you? Where, I'm sorry. I'll ask both of these. Where were you when you first saw Jake Ferguson and what did it mean to you? Where was I? Yeah. Everyone has that. I just saw Jake Ferguson moment for the first time. And they remember exactly where they were when it happened. It's one of those things. I I know. I can tell you where mine was. I can tell you what mine was because as someone who is a denizen of the badgerblitz.com message boards, I first saw his highlight package from his sophomore year of high school. And I said, that is going to be the greatest tight end to ever play for the University of Wisconsin. Hallelujah. God bless you. And you were right. You were right. I have a question though. Everyone talks oh, about sure. Jake. Does, why does no one care about Joe? Why doesn't anyone care about Joe? I mean, he, he played at Wisconsin. He was a safety, you know, or is it just because he was a tight end or just give me a reason? I'm sorry. We need to back up. Um, who's, who's Joe? <laughs> I'm not trying to be difficult here. I did my I did my prep. I had my unpaid grad assistant tell me who you guys were in advance. Again, Bernie, refresh my memory. But 
Joe, Joe, Joe. Hold Joe is uh, also your grandson. He uh, is the older brother of uh, of Jake. He was about four years ahead of him. And okay, uh, I remember him from. He played, from he, you know, he 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 played. Uh, you know, he he played for four years. He was played a lot of special yeah. teams. Got some snaps at safety. You know, uh, guys seem to like him a lot. I remember Joe. Yeah, preferred yeah. walk on. Preferred walk on. I mean, I don't know if it's the kind of thing where only your your scholarship grandchildren really get noted, but. Yeah, no, no, I, you know what, I really, you know, what did, what did I say before? Yes, absolutely, I remember Joe, Joe's wonderful. He, uh, he gave, he gave Jake his first, his first bicycle, hand-me-down bicycle, and I remember he played basketball with him, and I remember he, he would fetch me my sherry. That's the guy. I remember that kid, great kid, he played, bad, he played for Wisconsin, huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good times. Yeah. You're really good times. You guys are the journalists. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for, right? We got to, you know, we're asking the tough questions around these parts. I, I think you guys have been going easy on me. I appreciate it. I mean, I mean, it's not just that I know everything. Maybe it's just, it's, it seems so easy for me, but I think you guys are being great. I really enjoy this. I'm really enjoying this. You guys having fun? I'm having a great time. Get to speak yeah. to my old coach. This is great. Well, I'm not that old. <laughs> well, you're not that old, but my, my old former coach coach what are some of your fondest memories during the 01 to 05 time period you're gonna hit me up after now remembering who joe was um i will say this i can say let's get this out there because it's it's the you know it's the bull in the china shop it's the it's the the thing we just no one wants to talk about 2001 well you know what i'm here to finally talk about 2001 and that year we were five and seven you might remember there was a shoebox scandal. Um, I'm pretty sure that was perpetrated by one of the other coaches in the Big Ten at the time. I'm trying to think who we were. Maybe John Cooper. Someone we were humiliating regularly. Johnny Cooper. Johnny Cooper dropped some intel. I, I assumed it was Glenn Mason. Mason. I assumed it was Glenn Mason. Glenn Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Dignified PJ Fleck. So I call Glenn Mason. Wait, wait, hold um, on. That, that that assumes that Glenn Mason had dignity, and I'm not sure. So I said sure dignified. I. It's a curve. It's a curve. Okay. It's okay. like the global fiscal environments curve. Um, but yeah, 2001, and we actually had a losing record. And for the fifth time this year, I've tried to erase my name from Wikipedia for coaching that season because I don't. But apparently, someone someone keeps writing it back in. I, I think it's available. But uh, anyway, that was not. But then we start, as you might remember, we started building uh, the Badger brand up again. No two and no three. Big win over Ohio State in two thousand and three. You might remember number one Ohio State. And then it was on. And then by then, I'm like, you know what? I just wanted to rediscover uh, my love of my wife, and I feel I needed a new challenge. And I said, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna turn this program over to. The first person who can run out and get me a, a box of cheese curds and be, boom, boom, I had some ready and he, he won. So he got the job. Was that going to be a question? I'm sorry. I know a lot of people thought that was a vetting. He got me the cheese curds fastest. I'm, w- 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 which surprises guys, me that though. he didn't consume them all on the way back to you, but you know. No, he, that's probably why it was fast. The box wasn't very heavy. Um, Bruni, you were saying something, man. I'm sorry. No, no. I was saying he did a good job with your guys. He did. He did. You might have noticed. Uh, had that had that twelve and one uh, season. His first his first year with all my players, and uh, I was so happy for him. I just I just 
remember being there and, and every time I talk about being Lamar, we'd always be interviewing me. And I'd say, those are my, those are all my kids I'm loaning to. And people thought that meant it's because I was going to be coming back and coaching. But what that meant was I just wanted people to understand that he didn't, he, he did a couple in, in home visits, but that was just an excuse to try new tatters in their town. But yeah, it was pretty much my team. 2007, 2008, I think those were starting to become Bielema's teams. I was, you know, I, I, I felt that he was starting to hit his, you know, hit his stride there. And then, uh, you know, he finally found his sea legs and got us to the Rose Bowl a few times. But anyway, tiebreakers and all. Uh, I love Bielema. I mean, let's be he, he's, he, I, I am still shocked, uh, hurt, astounded, uh, all of those things that he he left under cover of darkness for Arkansas. I, I just I'm still I still can't believe that. So we we had a uh, we we had Clint Cosgrove on the podcast a couple months back, and his old man Kevin Cosgrove was one of your assistant coaches. What was some of your memories of uh, of Coach Cosgrove? Oh, he was he was great. Cosgrove just he could coach, and then he would stop coaching, then he would just start coaching again. I mean, he 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 was like uh, like a like a, like a coach with an automatic transmission and whatever Gary needed to be in old Cosgrove would, would put it there. And I will say Cosgrove was, uh, uh, besides being a good friend and a, and a, uh, wonderful confidant and a, you know, just, just an all around good guy. I do remember there was one game he missed. It was a Minnesota game, uh, up in the twin cities. And there was a wonderful turn in that game where there was a block kick, block punt that Wisconsin recovered to win the game, steal it, and, and Cosgrove wasn't there. And I told him that was the best game he ever coached. That was, was the game that he, he missed for various reasons. I, I wouldn't want to get into, but he didn't he didn't seem to take that as a big a compliment as I meant. But yeah, Cosgrove's great. And his son, from everything I'm gathering, you telling me in the future, he's great too. So coach, what do you what do you think of Wisconsin's second coming of the Don in Jimmy Leonard. Ooh, boy, that's a. Can he park on the sidewalks? What a presumption is there. Look, you know, I think Jim would tell you that he wants to be the first Jim Leonard, not the second, the Don. But I will say this about Leonard. Great kid. Well, you asked me to name my all-time favorites. He, He was one of them, another hard nosed kid. Not necessarily a Sam Vite, but he was a but he was a great kid who worked his ass off, and I have no doubt in my mind that someday in the future, I'm not going to say exactly when, that he'll be the head coach of the Wisconsin Badger football team. I'm going to say it. You know what? I just broke the story. He is a head coach in waiting for the Wisconsin Badger football team. What that contractually obligates Jim Leonard to do is not entertain any additional offers, be it from an NFL team, an SEC team a Big 12 team, any other Big 10 teams, of course, including Ohio State, now limited to Ohio State, because he needs to be patient, and then he'll take over the reins. I just said it. There it is. What year it'll be? Yeah, is it 2020? Is it 22? Is it 23? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not here to make to make promises about things like that. I'm just telling you it's going to be Coach Jim Leonard. And I well, then, here's a good, then here's a good question, Coach. There's a lot of things still needing to happen at Wisconsin. You're retired, but – from your professional IQ, what is that? What do we, do we need to hire a new head coach? Do we need to, like, what do we need to do to take the next step? How much, how much, how much time do y'all have? Um, no, and I want to, I want to be very clear. Take, take away, don't read into me talking about head coach Jim Leonard. Like it's something that's, that's in the office. 
I, I, and this is, this is in all sincerity. I mean, you know, this from Twitter, if you all follow me on Twitter, you understand that I'm, I, well, I, well, I have my criticisms. I am a supporter of, of head coach, Paul Christ. I think Christ is a, a damn good coach um, who has a good handle on, on what it means to be a Wisconsin Badger football coach and what it means to be a Wisconsin Badger program. And he's doing a, he's doing a great job. I think in his heart of hearts, he would admit to you that, there may be some things he might have done differently and he may do differently in the future. Uh, if you were asking me rather than me just telling him and ordering him to do it, uh, I think a fresh set of eyes on the offense would, would be something that could potentially benefit uh, the program. And I'm look, I'm, we're not trying to be kind of like, you know, trying to be the next, anything like Jim Leonard's not going to be next Barry Alvarez. I'm not trying to have Paul Christ be the next, Urban Meyer slash Ryan Day. But look at Ohio State. Ohio State has a failure of a season that's a Rose Bowl championship. And what do they do? They say, how can we make our coaching staff better? And they go in and do things that you would not believe they do. And I'm not suggesting that loyalty is not important because it is super important. I mean, I'm the dawn. Loyalty is very important, if you know what I mean. But he identified a weakness. Everyone knows that defense can improve, despite the fact that they play with five and four stars. I don't know how the hell they're not shutting people out anyway. And he made those tough choices and even made a couple on the offensive side. And I think using that as kind of an, an out, you know, not Paul Christ as Ryan Day, but Paul Christ as Paul Christ, looking and making some of those tough choices. Yes, I think Wisconsin could benefit for some changes. I, I do think there could be some changes. As long as we keep the Wisconsin identity. I'm not suggesting coming in and having a run and shoot kind of team or, or you know, that, that's never going to work. Bread and butter, big beefy linemen, tight ends, and God bless the person who succeeds Jay Ferguson, whoever it is, but keep the identity of the program, but some fresh set of eyes. And if you look at the offense last season, I don't think anyone can, can, can look with a straight face and say that there couldn't have been some things you could do differently to, to make it more successful. I know we, we, we found a wonderful, you're not going to believe it, he's 17, a wonderful tailback in Braylon Allen and the offensive line gelled. But I think uh, more downfield passing would have benefited the team. Yeah. So speaking of tight ends, anyone who follows your Twitter feed knows that you've recently adopted a new grandson. Well, that's true. And, and, and uh, Hayden Ritchie, uh, he's just a great kid, you know, and I know it looks strange that I, I you know, sealed this with a, with a Craigslist ad, but you know, have you seen how much the have you seen how much the state journal is charging these days? No way, buddy. Um, so yeah, he's a, he's a, a great kid that comes from a great family. His younger brother, but bigger brother, is also an offensive lineman in the program, um, Nolan. And you know, great mom and dad. His dad played for Penn State. Didn't hold it against him. Um, and I really think that the the Rucci brothers are gonna are gonna you know, in time here are going to be uh, Badgers to, to remember. And, you know, the fact that he's my grandson now, my new grandson, for at least the 22 season, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I just think that's a win-win situation for everyone. Was this a two-for-one deal? Did you get Nolan with Hayden? Not that I understand. Okay. That's, but, that, that's yeah, bad. that's – and I'm not saying Nolan is the the Joe to the Jake. We're not we're – not, we're, we're, we're not now that I remember Joe is we're not we're not going to go that way again. I don't want to make that mistake twice. Uh, he's a great kid in his own right, and you know we'll do a reapplication procedure after the twenty two season and, and see where we're going. So, so Don Alvarez, 
Yes. One of the things most notable about you from, from my childhood, my upbringing was the fact that you were one of the best dress coaches on the sideline. You had some just absolutely amazing fits. Would coach Paul Christ benefit from some of your fashion advice? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's not exactly the highest bar. Here's the great thing about Chris though. He followed, you know, Gary Anderson, we don't count. He followed Brett Bielema. So you go from mafia Don to seventh grade gym teacher to Gary Anderson to Paul Christ. Chris, the ball is pretty low. So Chris actually, Chris is styling, man. He's like in G Cavarucci. I mean, he, he looks like he's compared to, compared to how we were looking early. He looks like he's, you know, dressing up for a wedding or something, but tr truth be told, I think it's a little bit of an act. I'm not sure if you all have seen uh, coach Chris when he's out on a weekend, when there's not a game, that guy's at all the clubs. Okay. He's bumping it. He's got his, he's got his, uh, you know, booth in the shape with the champagne and bottle service. And he's, he's, he doesn't look anything like with the, with the baggy sweatshirt stuff. And so this here guy, I was thinking that was just Bielema with the co-eds. <sighs> but anyway, so the, uh, <laughs> the, um, how many things can leave the Don speechless, but the Bielema co-eds apparently is one. Um, but yeah, Chris, Chris, it's not what you see is what you get. That guy's the, one of the smoothest talkers. He's a smooth criminal. I mean, that guy's. Uh, he's wonderful, happy, happily married and all that stuff, but he's just such a, such a, he knows he has a silver tongue. I don't care what they say. Um, how'd the game go? Oh, it really uh, felt great. Uh, you know, everyone was out there playing. Hey, Paul, why, you know, why do you send the punter out there from the 32 down 10? You know, I, I just, you know, it's just some mix, some mix ups on the sidelines. That's not him at all. The wheels are turning. The guy's actually a 187 IQ. He's in Mensa and that, that, Will never happen. Stuff will never. Oh, bleep! I got beeped. Will never happen again. Love it. But anyway, getting back to your original question, Paul. Paul, right now, he is the right coach for this program, and I, I fully endorse it. Coach, what what was the best year for the cheerleader dance team? Next. <clears throat> just, just do what you say. Next. Hmm? I don't do that. You know. I don't deal with that stuff. I'm a football guy, right? So if it's football, if it's Sherry Wine, if it's Wine Islands, Jake Ferguson, who's now my grandson, those are the topics that I know something about. Other cheerleading and all that stuff, that's more Cindy and you know, we're not gonna get into that, into that stuff. But I'm more of a, a football guy, more a renaissance man. You know, I, I think our students who support the program are wonderful. Um Although I, I do think the student section is a little, we could talk about that too. We got we got to figure like an airdrop from one of my helicopters uh, might might be more efficient. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna steer clear of that kind of stuff. Coach, wait, I got one more question, really off beat, really off the beat. Coach, I, I saw you at Roots Chris, where I think you um, are an investor there on the west side. At one point, you told me that they stopped letting you smoke cigars in your cigar room. What did that feel like? Yeah. And by the cigar room, I mean the main dining room. I called it my cigar room. Yeah. You know, look, if you want to be a sizzler, you tell the dog to put a cigar out. If you want to be Roots Chris, whatever the f that means. It's a dumb Roots Chris. What is it? Is, is it her, who's Chris? Is it her son? Is it her? What, what is, I don't understand it. 
Is Chris like a code name for a steakhouse? I don't really understand any of this. But anyway, um, yeah, getting back to your question, I, I was a little hurt by that. A little bit, a little bit hurt. And uh, you know, I went back and and I'm not sure if you followed this. I had a chat with the general manager of Bruce Chris, and now I'm back to being able to, to smoke my cigars there. So that you talk to the Don, you said I, I gave him an offer that he couldn't refuse. So speaking of offers that you can't refuse, when the original college football playoff committee was formed, you were one of the inaugural members and you were referred to behind the scenes as Capo di Tutto Capi, a.k.a. the head of the heads. What has gone wrong since then? Why is the the college football playoff committee so inept these days? And why can they not change their ways to a expand the tournament and b grandfather, or should I say godfather the Badgers in every single season? That's a very good set of questions. One, I'll answer first. Why has it gone downhill? Because I'm not on it anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's they would freely admit that. You got one guy in the room, everyone knows they need to look at that person, and you're welcome, Ohio State, anyway, for getting in there. Um, they, they lack that, that the gravitas uh, that I brought to that. That's just simply, it's a bunch of nerds in there now that, that are quibbling analytics. And we got to make the SEC happy. That's bullshit. Okay, you got to get back to the basics. Put, a, put football guys in that room, put football legends in that room. And when I'm saying that I'm willing to go back and do it, I will not be on the college football playoff committee again. I will be the college football playoff committee. So if they, if they want me back, it's going to be a buck stops here. I'm at the top. I make the calls kind of thing. So getting to your second question, Wisconsin will definitely make uh, those college football playoffs, whether it's expanded uh, from four teams to, to eight or 12 or 16, or as I suggested this year, it should have been expanded to 28. Uh, to get Wisconsin in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think an expanded playoff uh, is always a good idea. And if you've seen our 2023 and 2024 schedules, you are going to want a even more expanded playoff, maybe to 48 or 72 teams. So uh, going off of that, you said that, y- you know, you don't want to be on the committee. You want to be the committee or you should be the committee famously after uh, your protege coach Bielema spurned us in in the middle of the night you you had an interesting quote quote which was i don't need a hiring committee hiring committees need me you hired gary anderson all i have to say is what the are you gonna blip yourself out okay look everyone has their their one moment gary anderson was like my one in ten season of coaching hires I mean, I don't know exactly what happened there. Part of it was uh, I had seen them play in Madison the year before, and they apparently he impressed me, which is very, very hard to do. And he bought me some expensive cufflinks, some platinum cufflinks, uh, which I didn't have a, that particular style of, apparently several thousand dollars. Apparently he stole money from his AD department to, to fund it. But that's, that's, you know, that's another story. Utah State. But anyway, it was a terrible mistake. I don't make mistakes. I'll label it for a normal human as a mistake. But I knew pretty quickly when he came in and started recruiting 230-pound linemen 
offensive lineman, but this was not going to work out. So when people say, you know, he left us for Oregon State, I'm going to tell you that was not a big surprise. That was a – I'm going to give you a head start to get out of town and watch you do it right now. That was yeah. it. After, after 59 nothing, that it was over at that point. He was also a teetotaler living in Madison, which can't just – which just, is just incongruent to me. Is a teetotaler mean you drink in private a lot? I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm. No comment. So no, coach, I'm kidding. Coach, you're retired now. You have this beautiful Twitter handle where you, I would say, perfectly put PJ Fleck in the light. How good does that make you feel to be able to show who that guy truly is? Well, I mean, it, it seems like everybody, but the people in the in the city limits of, of the Twin Cities kind of have a vibe for for what what plastic johnny is all about i just feel like i'm a conduit for informing everyone the way things are and look has the guy won a few games absolutely yeah maybe you lose to bowling green at home this year i don't know i'm not judging maybe lose to uh illinois at home perplexing but PJ has actually, in all honesty, done exactly as good a job as the three coaches before him. So he should be really proud of himself. Are we look, look, are we gonna go golfing? Am I gonna invite him to a wine island on my helicopter? Probably not gonna happen. Okay. But PJ Fleck is a competitor. And what I mean a competitor is he always competes to see if he can be on the TV thing. So he, he before the game, his scouting is finding out where the cameras are. And finding out how he can be the guy and what the angles are, how far in the field he has to be after a first down play to get on the to get on the screen. And uh, that's just not my style. The cameras find me. I don't find the cameras. Hey, see, that's a dovetail. That's a bookend. That's You're beautiful, welcome. Coach. That's beautiful, Coach. You, you bet it is. All right, we're going to get you out of here on this. What's your favorite memory of one Matthew, the Hebrew hammer Bernstein? It's it's like what's your favorite memory of Sherry Wine? There's so many, but and this is one that I think a lot of people would would say is their favorite memory. You know, sometimes you're down a bunch of tailbacks. What are you going to do? You're going to you're going to retire? You're going to you're going to forfeit? Or you're going to look in that look in that uh, locker room and say who wants to step up and be the Hebrew Hammer today for our, for our football team? And Matthew Bernstein, Bernie took the gauntlet that day and ran harder than any running back, fullback, tailback, had whatever back there that wing I've back. ever seen in my wing back and then wing back. And anyone I ever seen in my life. And I said, Bernie, we're going to get you a big cheeseburger after this game. And I did, I delivered and you, and I son, I thank you. I, all these years, I still thank you for, for the courage you showed in that game and uh, the guts and you will be one of my all-time favorite Wisconsin Badgers. Not not retiring number 45, uh, but, but you know, likable. Coach, I, I really appreciate that because you are like that person to me. I love you. You were hard when you needed to be hard. You were really nice sometimes when you needed to be nice. You've always taken care of me. I have one more question for you. From the second you got to Wisconsin, did you know they named the field after you? Yes. The only regret I had is that they didn't name it Barry Alvarez Field in 1990. Because this was one of those contractual things that Richter and I were, were, you know, 
I pretty much wrote my own contract, but I wanted it. It's like succession. You know, again, I, there, there are things you, you're going back and then Conroy and not, uh, not Conroy, please. Conroy, be the most Conroy. But um, I, I wanted to be Barry Alvarez Stadium, actually. And then I said, he said, no. I said, what about Barry Alvarez Field? And he said, let's wait till at least after the 94 season. And I just kind of forgot about it at the time. Yeah, I, I'm a big jogger. I jog, uh, I, I told uh, Data Rocky this, I jog 26 miles a day because I'm not cliche. 26.2, I don't do that stuff. But I, I think at that, at that moment, I knew eventually, should have happened earlier, that would be Barry Alvarez Field. And uh, I think that's good for at least seven points a game, except for against Penn State apparently this year. All right. So question, what what would you be happier with? Barry Alvarez Field at Camp Randall Stadium or Jake Ferguson Field at Camp Randall Stadium? Jake Ferguson Field at Barry Alvarez Stadium. Well, there you go. At the University of Alvarez. <laughs> I like the University of Alvarez. Hold on, hold on. The University of Alvarez, Madison. <laughs> oh, I, I would go to UAM. I would go to UAM. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great school. It's it's uh it's my favorite university in all of Wisconsin for by, by a wide margin. It was good to me. Coach, what's the Sherry Wine market like? Well, I, I think I alluded to this earlier, but the Sherry Wine market is very fickle, especially when your tastes are are so fine and refined as, as mine. But like I said, when you buy your buy your your own wine islands and have your own wine winemaking staff and sommeliers and all that stuff it you know it's as good as you want it to be and i will hold my sherry which is uh 16 uh alcohol up against any sherry in the world right now and if you drink enough of it you're going to absolutely love it so that's why i sent you over a couple bottles uh bernie perkins i sent you um well, i didn't get you any any sherry but we'll send you something else it's fine that's that, that's fine just, just just send me uh some from the I send you massive metro bus massive metro bus pass. I was gonna say send me some from the shoebox. Oh boy, you're feeling lucky. You're feeling pretty <laughs> tough today. I love it. By the way, the shoebox. Look, look, bud. I think we're past the statute of limitations here, so I can talk plainly. If giving a bunch of free shoes to, to football players is is wrong, I don't want to be right. All right. I mean, it, it, it could be it, it could be a lot worse. At least you weren't using McDonald's bags. Look. First of all, and we've already then, established that you're a Culver's man, so it would at least be a Culver's back. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Alabama, I mean, they need a salary cap. I mean, Alabama, they, they, they sort of 501Ks for their freshman recruits. And I'm getting sweated for some Air Jordans. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I just feel like things they do things a little differently down there in the, in the SEC, and, and you know, you wonder why the players all go there. I don't know. I don't know. Not often you finish your four year kids at Wisconsin finish a four-year degree and you have student loans, not, not football players, but and they, they pay them off for 20 years. Alabama, you 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 finish there and you go to the pros and you take a pay cut. It's unbelievable. <laughs> How are they good? That's so weird. I'm sure NIL will even the playing field though. We're we're gonna have people doing, you know. State Street bought ads for $36 here in Alabama's, you know, they're, they're giving guys whole car dealerships. It's unbelievable. Well, it's supposedly Ohio State's driving, the whole O-line is driving uh, pickup trucks. 
Yeah, well, how refreshing. While, while, while ours is eating at Mission Barbecue, which I'm sorry, is at best a second-rate barbecue joint. Ouch. Ouch. Didn't see that Mission Barbecue hate coming. Um, yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. Hey, Ohio State, given their, given their players' vehicles. Wow, that's that's such a weird turn. I I, I don't know what took him so long to think of doing that. That's that's bizarre. I, I Ryan Day is really just thinks that he's a renaissance man. He's thinking outside the box. I know Jimmy Trussell would never do something like that. Never. I'm sorry, Perkins. I, I feel like I stepped on your toes there. No, it's fine. You doing okay? It's fine. You know what? I, 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 don't, I don't think they're even driving Cadillacs, so who really cares? Yeah, Cadillacs have somehow fallen out of favor with the youth. I, I thought that was the great – I mean, back in my day, at Notre Dame, you could – you know, I got they don't cheat either, but, you know, if, if a, crew, a crew got offered a, a caddy, that was that was the big – what do they want now, Teslas? Or I, I just – I don't understand these kids today, you know? Nine caddies, by the way. I had nine Cadillacs at Wisconsin. That was my biggest. I I, I could do one of those uh, MTV shows, like a Cribs, except for my garage. Which, what, what, what's your favorite bar in Wisconsin? You know, I have to say this, which, whichever one I'm at. What is your record for most fish bowls consumed at Wando's in one evening? <laughs> my record? Um, not wait, Bernie's no, record. Not Bernie's record. Your record. Yeah, yeah. I, I can say this without giving a number because you know I was uh I was a get to bed by ten o'clock and hang with my wife's kind of kind of dawn, but never heard uh, of day drinking. Yeah, I, we talked about the two thousand one season. Yes, I've heard of day drinking. <laughs> but Bernie Bernie definitely definitely I can't I can't hang with I you know as as I might hang with him in the sharing department, but not 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 for those types of drinks. I would never be able to uh to out drink the Bernie on, on those. Is that is that a fair statement, Bernie? But but you're the Don. So I would I would succeed if that's the right term to you anyway. So I would yeah, never beat you. That's true. That's true. I I, I, mean, I think it's something you can beat me at though. Um hmm. What are you not good at? I don't know. You play racquetball? Uh, no. Perfect. Perfect. That's one. That's that. That's it. Did ever drive in a Cadillac? I'm not so good about. Not so good with that. What do you, hey, 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 might I ask? You got what? What do you? What are you driving these days? I got a Chrysler 300. That's a pretty good one. One. I okay. mean, that's it. Looks, looks like a Cadillac. Yeah. So you get a. No, that's, a that's a. I like that one. That's that's a good one. Um, what do you, uh, they put the kids in there. Are they allowed to come in the car? You throw them in the trunk or what do you do? <laughs> I put the, 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 yes, my daughter's in the, in the backseat in a, in a, what is it? Uh, one of the, the, the chairs, the, the travel. Yeah. What you, whatever you call them. The things that keep the kids from going through the windshield. <laughs> yeah. In my, let think. me tell you, in my day, the child seats were my arm going across the seat. There was no kid was going to find the windshield and the steering wheel was my seatbelt. So there you go. There you go. Well, ask me something. I'm sorry, Perkins. What's going on, bud? No, I was just doing the, you know, blocking the kid out the way. Blocking the kid out the way. Oh, okay. That's, I thought you were dabbing. No, it was, it was like my mom used to do. Every time I, when I was growing up, every time my mother like lightly tapped on the brakes, she always went like this to make sure. Yeah, I didn't that was it. She, yeah. How old is your mom now? Uh, she turned 70 on Monday. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're in the same general uh generation i i I just turned 49 but uh 
we, she knows about the reaching the hand across thing and 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 stopping your kid from going through the windshield. I I, I did that many times to you know Dawn. I know Dawn. I stopped a few times from going through the windshield with my with my sturdy arm. Um, that's that's Jake's mom. Um, anyway, you probably knew that. She's a, she's a good friend, of, obviously as a daughter. Um, this is this is fun. I I feel like you know I, I've never slept before, but if I was going to sleep, it wouldn't be tonight. Coach, you are you are a special guy. One of the most influential Wisconsin has ever seen. Thank you for taking an hour to come on our show. We appreciate it. Man, I cannot wait to see what you have on Twitter for, I don't know, forever, because it cracks me up every time I see it. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Twitter, uh, do you know what my favorite Twitter account is? Now that we're talking in... It- At Barry is the Don. Yeah, that's it. That's my what do you think of Evil Paul Chris? I will say this about Evil Paul Chris. That's a that's a that's a good account too. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, I I've been long of the opinion that that might be Paul Christ actually doing it. I mean, he has an IQ of one eighty seven. He's clearly capable of tackling many different projects at once. Look at you with those callbacks. I love it. Get your Netflix series, buddy. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good. There are a lot of great accounts. I mean, Wisconsin Twitter is a wonderful thing. But yes, of course, mine is the the standard bearer. But um, yeah, even Paul Christ is, is is good stuff. It's good stuff. He, he's a little more in game than me. I'm always sort of so intensively watching the games. I don't do as much in game tweeting as he does. Um, I, I I'm really saying I don't have a grad assistant available to do the tweeting for me while 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 watching do the typing. Well, coach, I don't, I don't thank you. You're well. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, I I think this is a great honor for you, and I was happy to provide it for you. This well, is we, good we, stuff. We, where is this game? We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yeah, when is this going to be on HBO? Uh, the, no, no. When are you going to get on HBO? You're the one with the connections. Yeah, but you've been, been on, on HBO, Coach. You've been on HBO. You were on my Entourage. Absolutely, but entourage, good stuff. Um, they didn't give me top billing, so that was that. Grenier, whatever, what a twit. But um, just so you know, in the in the production pipeline, the Barry Alvarez story, it's going to be called something cooler. Uh, it's coming in the next five years. The the, the stupid Kurt Warner infomercial took to, jumped it, jumped it, jumped ahead of it in the production line. I'm not sure exactly why that happened. I, maybe Urban Meyer has some some investing interests or something, or, or I don't know what the hell's going on there. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get the Dawn story, and I'm gonna need. I know we're getting off here. You got a kid to put to bed or something, but who, who's gonna play uh, Bernie in the Barry Alvarez story? The Rock. The Rock. Well, the problem with that is he's 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 playing Barry Alvarez. <laughs> I was I was gonna say I was gonna say Tom Hardy, but you know. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you what, you can have Kevin Hart. And you can be and Jack Jack Black can be Cosgrove. We're gonna get the whole we're gonna get the whole the whole game back. It's gonna be like Jumanji except for football. Good stuff. All right, guys. What's well, been it's been a pleasure and let's let's do this again sometime on one of my wine islands on the beach. That sounds like a great okay. time. And until we're there on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. There you go. Dub. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.